welcome back to one of my episodes. Today I have a very, very exciting and interesting episode about Mexico, something that many people know about, but not many people talk about, not even Mexicans. It is about the cult to the Santa Muerte, this religion. As many people know, if you watch the movie Coco by Disney, in Mexico we have a strong relationship with Muerte, not seen as something bad, just as something that people go through. So this is like the Muerte, but there's this cult to the Santa Muerte that many people see as diabolic. So today I have a very special guest. I'm so excited, I'm so honored to have Dr. Andrew Chestnut. He's a chair professor at VCU. He has a PhD in Latin American history and he's an expert in this topic. He's the only one uh, in the United States that is covering this topic and he knows so much and I'm very, very glad to have you here. Welcome to my podcast. Thank you so much for the invitation, Denise, and the very generous introduction. And let me give the full name of my university. It's Virginia Commonwealth University, but also known as VCU. Anyway, it's a pleasure, and I'm looking forward to discussing what is now the fastest growing new religious movement, not only in Mexico, but in the entire Western world. Yeah, I was, I was saying, checking that. And this movement has many years, right, in, in Mexico especially but it was private. Can you tell us like how did it start this movement? How many people started to, to have this devotion to Santa Muerte? Who is Santa Muerte in, in this cult? Okay, yeah, lots of questions there. Um, Santa Muerte goes back to Spanish colonial times when it was, uh, when Mexico was New Spain, Nueva España. And as part of their conquest and colonization of Mexico, uh, Spain, the Spanish church brings over the figure of La Parca, who we can translate into English as the Grim Reapress, because in Spain, more often than not, she was a female figure of death, unlike the Grim Reaper from Germany and, and uh, England, who tends to be a male figure. So the Catholic church, has no idea who these indigenous people are, right? Because they're not in the Bible. This is a new world. They don't know yeah. who they are. They have no idea about their religious beliefs. So as part of their evangelization of the indigenous people, they bring over the figure of the Grim Reapers to, to represent death to them, not knowing that many indigenous groups in Mexico and across the Americas have death deities, death goddesses and gods that they actually worshiped, right? Yeah. So as you can imagine, when some of the um, indigenous peoples, such as the Chichimecas, the Chichimex, uh, from present day states of Guanajuato and Querétaro, when they see this figure of, of the Spanish Grim Reapers, they obviously make that connection, yeah. that association to their own death deities. For example, the Aztecs worshiped the female goddess Mixtecasiwato, yeah. you know, uh, the queen of the of Miklan, the underworld. And so obviously there was this connection made. And so this European personification of death that the Europeans never worshiped, it was a mere kind of artistic personification of death, mm -hmm. becomes a holy figure worshiped at first by indigenous people 
uh, in Mexico, Guatemala, and there's there's also a couple other death saints uh, in Guatemala. There's uh, Rey Pascual in Argentina. There's San La Muerte, uh, and so so it's a syncretism of the Spanish Grim Reapers and uh, Mexican uh, pre-Columbian indigenous uh, death deities, and um, it's first mentioned in the. Uh, records of the Spanish Inquisition in the 1790s uh, when inquisitors ride out to Guanajuato and Querétaro and find out that the Chichimec indigenous people are worshipping a skeletal idol that they actually call Santa Muerte. And of course the church sees this as heretical. I mean, as Christians you should not be worshipping death, right? Because yeah. supposedly Jesus That's from Christ... the devil. That's what people say. Right. Jesus Christ supposedly died on the cross to give us the opportunity of eternal life, right? So as a Christian, you shouldn't be worshiping death. So they smash the skeletal idols, they punish the indigenous people, and then Santa Muerte disappears from the Mexican historical record for an entire, entire century and a half, only to reappear again in the 1940s, when first some American anthropologists find her in different places like Oaxaca and Guerrero, mostly finding Mexican women dressed in black, um, praying to Santa Muerte for love magic, mostly to, to, uh, to correct and bring back their husbands or their boyfriends who they think they're cheating on them. Yeah. And if not, to whack them with her big scythe, with her big guadaña, right? Mm -hmm. um, so from the 1940s and 1980s, Mexican and American anthropologists um, start to find her across Mexico. Uh, and then to fast forward, her devotion only goes public in 2001 when a humble quesadilla vendor from the notorious Mexico City barrio of Tepito mm -hmm. decides to set out side her life-size statue of Santa Muerte because she had it in her kitchen where she was selling quesadillas to her neighbors and her neighbors would spontaneously make offerings of flowers and chocolate and cigarettes and and even marijuana and and the offerings just got so so crowded in her kitchen that several times her kitchen caught fire and so in an effort to think oh my god I can't lose my house she and her husband, her name is um, Enriqueta Romero. Everybody knows her as Doña Queta. She's in her late 70s. Um, sets out her life-size white Santa Muerte statue uh, as Halloween turns into um, All Saints Day 2001. And that marks the transition from what had been an occult clandestine veneration of Saint Death to her going public. Now, now, Enriqueta Romero didn't do that intentionally, like, oh, I want to start this you know, new religious movement. It was just a practical move to save her house from fire. It's very interesting to see this because Mexico has been known as one of the most Catholic countries in the world. But this um, religion has been decreasing a lot in last year's censo by Inegi states that now there's only 77.7 percent of population that is catholic and see in one time it was 92 percent and it has been decreasing and right now we see a lot of this devotion to santa muerte and another christian religion and what is interesting is that as you said at the beginning as catholics i'm catholic 
when I tell my mom I was doing this interview, she was like, what? But Santa Muerte, that's scary. You shouldn't talk about it. And that's something from the devil. What are some of the myths around this? Because it, it is also something that associates to criminals. They say, for example, if you're driving in Sinaloa, you see, and, and even Sonora, you see like next to the road, some of altars or like these tiny houses and many, if, If there's some people that haven't come to Mexico, this is something that happens here. That if you're driving on the road and highway, you can see next to the highway some tiny houses dedicated to saints. And you Little can shrines, see, especially right? in Sinaloa, these big, big houses and there's this statue of Santa Muerte and flowers and things. What are some of the myths around it? Is it true that it's associated most criminals or the devotees? Or is it satanic? That's one of my questions. Is it really okay. satanic? Right. A, a couple things. Yeah, you're you're very right. Mexico, the Catholic population is has been in decline in Mexico for many decades. Although it still is the second largest Catholic population on the planet. Only Brazil has a larger population, but Brazil's now only down to half Catholic. So soon Mexico actually will be number one. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's new competition. There's new competition from Pentecostals, from other types of evangelicals, and now Santa Muerte. Mm -hmm. uh, the church, the church, Mexican church is in a state of panic about Santa Muerte because it's just mushroomed. It's grown so fast since it went uh, public uh, in two decades ago. So pretty much every week, there's some Catholic priest or bishop in Mexico denouncing Santa Muerte as exactly as you said, as satanic. Um, and well, okay. So to go back to your, your question relating to um, narcos, um, Santa Muerte, uh, Santa Muerte is a complex figure that has many different um, facets, many different sides to her. But yeah, no doubt, one of them uh, is an association with uh, with drug cartels in Mexico. In fact. That was my the catalyst of my initial interest in the topic when in 2009, former President Calderon, Felipe Calderon, sends the Mexican army to the border with Texas and California and takes backhoes and bulldozers and completely destroys some 40 shrines to Santa Muerte. I think there also was one to Jesus Malverde, the kind oh, of yeah. original narco saint from, uh, from Sinaloa. Yeah. Uh, but they were almost entirely Santa Muerte. And when I saw that news in March 2009, I knew who Santa Muerte was because I've been going to Mexico since the early 1980s. But I, I didn't know that she had become like religious enemy number one uh, for the Mexican state in the fight against drug cartels, right? Yeah. So yeah, there's no doubt that she does have a special appeal to narcos. And why is that? Well, A, she's a folk saint. She's not a Catholic saint. So that means you can ask her for any type of miracle or petition that you like, including mm -hmm. if you have enemies or rivals. And if you're a narco, of course, you have rival narcos and you have the police maybe. Uh, and so since she's not a Catholic saint, you can ask her uh, using the black Santa Muerte or, or the black votive candle um, to help you take out your rivals and enemies. And obviously you shouldn't be doing that if you're a Catholic or a Christian, right? In fact, yes. in fact, you're supposed, supposed to be praying for your enemies, right? Yes, and be, and be good. 
Right. And also because, I mean, she is a skeletal figure of death. And um, here I've got the red one, which is actually for love and passion, uh, which is still her most popular color, especially among Mexican uh, female devotees. Para los amarres. Yeah, uh -huh. for um, love magic, exactly. Love binding. Um, so yeah, I mean, she, she's death herself. And so if you're looking to bring uh, real death or spiritual death to your rivals or enemies, then she's your go-to saint. However, I really need to emphasize that the great majority of her millions, I estimate maybe there's 12 million devotees now, the great majority are not narcos. It's, it's a pretty small contingent, but no doubt um, she is one of the favorite spiritual figures for them. She is also the matron saint of the Mexican penal system. I have a nephew who is a prison guard in Michoacan in the port city of Lázaro Cárdenas. He's been a prison guard forever. And he tells me that, you know, she's not only the number one most popular saint among the prisoners, but also among his fellow prison guards, some, some 25% of his fellow guards are also devotees. And so she's kind of like the queen, the queen Everywhere. saint of the Mexican penal system as well. Yes, I, I was very intrigued because I traveled to Puebla in Veracruz. And when I was in Veracruz, well, um, maybe as many people know, in well, Sonora is one of the most traditional states in Mexico, more, um, I would say a conservative state. So when I traveled to Veracruz and I went to this mercado, this market, and I was very surprised to find that there were many, many of the, I heard you say puestos, like stalls, I don't know. Stalls, right, stalls. Mm -hmm. And they were selling um, votive candles, they were selling, they, they can read the tarot and many things for witchcraft. When, was this in Catemaco or was it in the, the in city Jalapa. of Veracruz? In Jalapa, okay. In Jalapa. And I was very, very surprised because if you come to Hermosillo, you, you don't find that. You, you, you have to go to special stores for religious articles and then there you can find all those kind of things. But in Veracruz, it was very common to see there was a many, many, many of these stores and I was very surprised about that. Let me tell you that um, Veracruz would definitely be one of the states where Santa Muerte is most popular because you have the witchcraft capital town of Catemaco where you have all the brujos, all the brujos or the witches in, uh, in Catemaco work with Santa Muerte and you know it's, it's the state that has the most Cuban influence and so there's also a lot of Cuban Santeria in Veracruz that often kind of mixes with Santa Muerte. Yeah, so there's no doubt in addition to Mexico City, Veracruz is like where it's at in terms of Santa Muerte devotion. Yes, I was so surprised about that. Mm, because as I said before, these people, we don't talk about this cult. I saw that the ceremonies are very similar to the Catholic ones, right? They have a rosary, they have masses. How, how is this? How is the devotion? Yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly it. So many, you have the Santa Muerte Rosary, which Enriquete Romero started um, in 2003, I believe. Every first day of the month, she has this public rosary, Santa Muerte. And any Catholic will know that the rosary is an epic prayer dedicated to the Virgin Mary. But here they often substitute the name of La Virgen for Santa Muerte, 
but it's pretty much the same the same Catholic the rosary ex except for that, right? Um, what else? There, you have novenas, the nine day nine. prayers taken from Catholicism, but now dedicated to Santa Muerte. So in a way, you can really see Santa Muerte as kind of an extreme form of goth folk Catholicism. I mean, again, Mexico is one of the most Catholic countries on earth. You said they're now down to 77%, but that's still very high. So people, even people who don't, you know, go to mass and yeah. institutionally practice their Catholic faith have grown up in a Catholic worldview, a Catholic cosmovision, if you will. So, right, the great majority of Santa Muerte devotees uh, in Mexico will still tell you they're Catholic and yeah. either, either don't know that the church condemns her or don't care. Yes, yeah, that's something that I, I wanted to talk about, that even though 77% of people identify this, themselves with Catholicism, um, it's because I have many friends and they tell me, uh, I don't know what I am, I got baptized and I believe in saints. And I'm like, oh, you're Catholic. And they're like, oh, yeah, that. But they don't participate actively in the religion. And just to finish, where can people find you? And can you tell us a little more about your books that you have already? If they want sure, to know more I about this. Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, uh, presumably, most of our audience are English speakers. So, yeah, my, my book here, um, Devoted to Death, Santa Muerte, the Skeleton Saint, uh, first came out in 2012 with Oxford University Press. Uh, but the second latest edition came out in 2017. So if folks are interested in, in the English edition, uh, please get the latest one, 2017. And then, uh, para los que hablan español, eh, el libro también se publicó en México con el título de Santa Muerte, la Segadora Segura. Eh, y solo está disponible eh, como libro digital. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I also have my Mexican version published in 2014, Santa Muerte la Segadora Segura, uh, which unfortunately is now only available in um, digital, digital version. Um, what else? I, I run a um, site of Santa Muerte news and information with a colleague named David Metcalf called um, skeletonsaint.com. And we publish a lot of news and testimonials by devotees there, so people can, can look at that. Um, I also have a, a blog on Pathios called the Global Catholic Review, um, where I also have published a lot on Santa Muerte as well. Um, you and I are active on Twitter. I'm Andrew Chestnut One at Twitter. Um, and so those are the, the places you can find me um, and my research on Santa Muerte. Um, and, and let me also give a shout out to, I, I have a brilliant research partner named Dr. Kate uh, Kingsbury, who's a British anthropologist um, in Canada, and she is focusing on uh, female devotees because probably about two thirds in Mexico of devotees are, are women. And so she's writing the next book in English on Santa Muerte, also with Oxford University Press called Daughters of Death that will focus on Santa Muerte as a fierce female saint and also her female devotees. So um, that she's, she's another uh, important Santa Muerte scholar um, to, uh, to look up as well. That's very, very interesting. And yes, I recommend everyone to follow you on Twitter because you publish 
anywhere you go, you, you take a picture of anything that you see related to Santa Muerte, and I believe that's very, very interesting. That shows that it, it isn't only in Mexico, but in many, many parts of the world that they can find this devotion to Santa Muerte. And I believe that's very interesting. Even if- Yeah, yeah, you know, there's, there's now, there's so many, um, white American and African American devotees. I mean, there's there's dozens of Facebook groups for English speaking, uh, mostly Americans, but there's also Brits and Europeans and others. So although the great majority of devotees are still Mexican, it's a global phenomenon now. Yeah, we're very religious people <laughs> in, many, in many religions. But I want to thank you so much for this interview. This was so interesting. I'm so excited. I already wanted to publish it. Um, and thank you, thank you. Um, I, I learned a lot. It was my pleasure, Denise.